1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's Bedfred Cup semi-final weekend Celtic, Hibs, Rangers and Hearts all hoping to make the final The Jambo search for a new manager is underway with Jack Ross and Stephen Robinson Amongst those being touted And Glasgow City reached the quarter-finals of the Champions League I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Keith Lasley and Hugh Keevans This weekend, the H's for Hamden History, Heroics, Hearts, Hibs and H will be for hysteria if either of those clubs get a result against Celtic and Rangers in the semi-finals of the Betfred Cup. Hearts have sacked a manager. Hibbs' manager is teetering on the brink. It's life on a knife edge. And speaking of which, H is for happiness. Glasgow City into the last eight of the Champions League after beating Bronby on penalty checks. Well done, ladies. Uh, Keith Lasley, I know this is a first for you. Don't worry, he gets a bit hyper on a Friday night. <laughs> the football at the weekend gets a bit much get from your, Get your wages on a Friday. <laughs> um, it's good to have you. Things are obviously going very well at Fur Park at the moment. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, bounced back with a, uh, you know, defeated Rangers last week, albeit a, a good performance, we felt. And uh, you know, boys bounce by against against Kelly. Tough challenge against ten men, but sometimes that can be harder to break down. But no, great to bounce by mm. and a, a tough one against Levy tomorrow. Now here's the thing: just before we came on air, I was speaking to to the, to, to Callum and Amber and introduced you as Motherwell's assistant manager. The problem is, if the bookies are to be believed, the next time you're on, it might be the Hearts assistant manager. <laughs> is there anything that you're uh, able to, to tell? Well, don't believe the bookies. Right, that's okay. the first thing. Uh, no, listen, it's, it's speculation. Totally, I think the manager dealt with it at the press uh, conference today. And as I said, focused on a, a really big game against Livingston tomorrow. When he came in, I said, how are you doing, Laz? He said, fine, Ken. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe it's just a, a coincidence. <laughs> 01419511025, that's the number you need to get in touch tonight. So don't hang about, give us your thoughts. Betfred Cup semi-final weekend, if you would rather tweet, we are at Clyde SSB. We've got big games in the Premiership as well. Uh, Keith Lasley's Motherwell side, of course, involved. So we'll do as much of it as we can. But Hugh Keevens' League Cup semi-final weekend is always one of the, the standout Fixture you yeah. know, in, in, in the calendar Well I think if I'm Correct Celtic are going for their 28th cup tie Win in a row Started by Brendan Rodgers Continued by Neil Lennon It's a proud record They will not want to lose it Against Hibs uh, A Hibs side I think If Martin Boyle Hadn't scored that late equaliser Midweek against Livingston At Easter Road I think we might have been talking about Two managers Out of work Craig Levine and Paul Heckenbottom But they survive They live to fight another day Hearts The timing of Craig Levine's dismissal Is bizarre But it was all they could do Now it's Austin McPhee And Hearts Up against the odds I can see nothing Nothing But a Celtic Rangers final I mean Keith In your coaching capacity You have been victorious At this stage Just a couple of years ago Against Rangers at Hamden um, As a player You scored in a League Cup semi-final And sadly lost it you, You've experienced Every every emotion possible What's it like When it gets to this stage Of the competition Yeah I mean it's it, There's pressures there You know you're one game away I mean man, 
One of my highlights in, in my career was actually getting to the final semi-final win against that was the Scottish Cup right enough against St Johnston, and I think it's the relief of of, of final getting over that final hurdle and getting to the final, you know. So I think in many ways the semi-final is the most pressurised game uh, mm. on the run. So um, you know a bit high high stakes, but you know as you says it is hard to see anything other than a you know two old firm victories. Right, let's get stuck into today's news then. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Celtic playing Hibs at Hand in tomorrow. In the first of the semi-finals So that's where we will begin And Celtic fans Your question for tonight is quite simple Your captain Scott Brown Is a big doubt According to the manager Neil Lennon So who plays in his place If he doesn't make it Who should replace Scott Brown Hugh Keevans calls him Irreplaceable Every single time he's on the show Um, He's played more games I think Than a lot of people Expected him to this season But there is a major chance That Scott Brown will miss Tomorrow's Cup semi-final So Celtic fans Who should replace him Is it near Beaton Is it Olivier and Jam Is it something else You've got up your sleeve You tell us 0141 951 1025 Hugh Evans, You always call him irreplaceable yeah. But they might have to find A replacement tomorrow And that Is a big blow for Neil Lennon If it happens Because As I always say to you There is no facsimile There's only one Scott Brown At Celtic Park And the biggest job The club has Is getting the replacement For the day when It's finally all over For Scott Brown I would imagine Olivier Sham will play And he is A class act But he'll have to go some To work as hard as Scott Brown He's the heartbeat He's the focal point He's been there For all the major successes Of the last eight years And He is The leader And if the leader's not there the rest better step step up to the plate. Brownie's struggling, you know. Um, he's been out this morning, and so we'll again we'll have to assess him in the morning. Maggie Johnson's back training, so you know he he may come into contention, and obviously Griffith's back training as well. So it's good to have a couple back. With Scott, is it fifty fifty or do you feel like it's too early to say? But you know you you'd have to say he's he's doubtful. He's playing brilliantly, and you know he's a captain, and you know he knows how important these games are. So we'll have to see how he is tomorrow. Keith, if you are setting up a team against Celtic, although they've got a big squad and they've got loads of options, I don't think there's any question about it. You're delighted if Scott Brown doesn't make the game, aren't you? If you if you're the opposition management. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you know you, you walk out in that tunnel. Scott Brown's not standing across from you. You know, uh, you know you've got more of a chance. You know, I thought that as a player when we played against Celtic, and certainly from a coaching capacity, he is the go-to guy for them. No matter how the game's going, I spoke about the pressure within the game. That he's been there, done it. You know, he's been uh, you know through through almost every situation. I think in terms of pressure with Celtic in certain uh, situations. So yeah, you know they're, they're certainly a lesser team without him, but. You know there is other options there. As you says, there's, there's very good footballers waiting in the wings to come in. But if Neil has his way, I'm sure they will leave it mm. to the very last minute to make that good call. footballers there, Laz. But is there a leader of men? Yeah, there? no. Listen, there's not many leaders of men left in football. To be honest with you, and I think Scott is of that vintage that he is a leader. You know, he's the uh, you know particularly younger guys, very talented young players in the Celtic team. But you know to get a hold of your teammates round about you, there's no many of them going about anymore. Uh, even at clubs like Celtic. So as I said, Neil was that for Celtic. I, I think he'll want his you know the extension of him out on the pitch. And to me, that is Scott Brown. So mm. as I said, I think they'll they'll give it every chance. 
And of course Celtic fans That's not the only predicament Potentially facing Neil Lennon Who plays in goal Because let's not forget In previous times There's been a change For these League Cup games Does that mean that Craig Gordon plays tomorrow Just like he did Against Partick Thistle And Dunfermline In the previous rounds Or Does Fraser Forster Keep his place What about the right back You've all been very impressed With Frimpong But is El Hamed Still the number one A few questions For you to answer On the phones tonight 01419511025 If if you And it is an if That's the whole point Of the discussion yeah. Scott Brown misses it Who do you think Takes his place Is it is, is, I know there's not a like For like in your yeah, eyes But someone's yeah. going to have to do it uh, I'd play in Cham uh, He's a top class football player If he can get his head right uh, For the day uh, He'd be Very important The only way In which Scott Brown Is irreplaceable Is that every time You see Celtic In that pre-match huddle the veins are sticking out of his neck. He's fist pumping. He is telling them this will not happen. Defeat is not an option. Who'll do that tomorrow? Yeah, but listen, that that's the thing. That's something that would have to be dealt with in a footballing sense, for, for, tactically or whatever. The, the importance that, that he brings to that Celtic team, Keith, I, I don't know who's who's the closest to being able to yeah, go in there I mean, and do that job I mean I think probably Callum McGregor in terms of the experience and somebody that I think, yeah probably a quieter lad by nature but in terms of the way he plays the game and he, um, uh, he, an example setter if you like, you know I think I think Callum's certainly that so you know maybe he's somebody that can fill that role, role and then you know an encham or uh, you know a, a more forward thinking player can come in right about that him. you know so um, you know it'll be interesting to see how they go uh, of course as Hibs against Celtic tomorrow Celtic have been dominant in the Cups for quite a while now but Neil Lennon says they won't be underestimating the side from Easter Road despite their recent form really pleased with the style of play I'm pleased with the results I'm really proud of the the um, preparation application the players are showing and the bravery in the games as well, because they're under pressure every week, every game under the spotlight, and they're responding brilliantly. So I couldn't be happier with what we're seeing at the minute. You know, we've given this our full preparation as much as we can since Wednesday. Um, squad's ready. You know, we've gone through the preparations today, and we're looking forward to the game. I think, you know, some of the results Hibs have had haven't belied, you know, have sort of belied the performances really. I think. Those sort of five or six draws that could easily have won one or two. Maybe could have lost one or two as well, but I think we'll, we'll get out of the position that they're in eventually. So if Scott Brown doesn't make it, who replaces him? 01419511025. Scott in Barmulloch has got a suggestion. Hi, Scott. Hi, guys. Um, I, I was just thinking, you probably wouldn't play it, but I was thinking maybe Christopher Ayer. He's been so, speaking about El Hamid being able to go in and cover it centre half. He's also got with young Frimpong here, and he's also got Morris Power. I just think if we maybe take a chance and put put um, Christopher in there. The thing about Christopher is what he would give you is his most physical aggression. Um, I know Beaton's in there, but he's not one of these guys who goes into titles and he'll he'll laugh people or anything like that. Big Christopher's a, is a big lad. He doesn't take any mucking about. I just think tomorrow against Tibbs we might need that in the middle of the park because if they'll sit in, they want, they want to keep it tight for the first 20 odd minutes, they might want to throw a few tackles in. Um, so I was just thinking maybe Christopher might be an option now. I, I, I don't like uh, making two or three changes in order to compensate for the loss of one man. I, I would much rather Celtic brought in someone to compensate for the loss of Scott Brown, if indeed he does miss the match because of injury, and leave Ayer where he is beside Julian and leave that partnership there and leave El Hamed uh, where he has excelled 
since signing for Celtic. So for me, make one change that compensates and don't let it disrupt the whole team. Scott, it's an interesting suggestion. I like it. It's not one I had thought of. What does that? What kind of message does that put out to a near beaton or an Olivier in Cham or or someone else who's a recognised? Midfielder, and I know Christopher Iyer sort of used to be, but he's certainly not considered that at Celtic anymore. What sort of message would that send out to those guys if he was preferred to them? Personally, as I said, it's just a suggestion. I just think that um, Cham looks hot and cold. The semi-finals, a big game, and Neil Lemon did say during the week. I heard them speaking. He was saying that Julian and Christopher Iyer was his preferred option, his preferred partnership just now. And to me, that, that said something that he said just now that he wouldn't, that doesn't mean that he wouldn't be prepared to split them up. And to maybe, maybe Sunday, Saturday might be the day that he decides, you know what, I want to try Christopher in there to see what he could give us. Because make no mistake, big Christopher going with the ball for the back, for the back line forward, he unsettles teams. They don't know whether to go to him or sit off him or go to him and leave a space in behind. It does do, does something that, that for all the Scott Brown is good at what he does, Christopher's a different player. He's got more of more ball skills to him, in my opinion, and he's, he'd be a good threat further up the pitch. That's just my opinion, as I said. I just, I'd, I'd like to see Christopher in there. I think he's one player that could maybe that could maybe go into the Scott Brown role because his range of passing is good. He's very comfortable in the ball. He can go from from midfield up front. Very, very easily Matter of fact He's played everywhere In our back line Apart from left back Yeah, I mean he certainly has Keith Lasley I think that that, that is true But what do you make of Scott's arguments Suggestions? Um, I'm not sure But I mean I think Ayer does so much good work Stepping into the game From that deeper position You know, very often uh, you know I get up against Celtic you, you maybe let one of the centre-halves Have the ball But it's difficult When you've got a Christy Veraya You can't leave him on the ball Because he will basically Step right through Onto your midfield And uh, and start penetrating From 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 there So um, I, I don't see that To be honest I, mean, I think Celtic will spend A lot of time on the ball uh, uh, Tomorrow And I couldn't You know You think of Beaton And Cham uh, I, I think they would probably be more, more effective for mm. me In terms of the further forward the pitch Okay thank you to Scott and Bermullock Let's go straight on to Alan in Shawlands What would you do if Scott Brown was missing tomorrow Alan? How are we getting on guys alright? Yeah, good thanks Thank you uh, Well basically I would, I, would, I would put Callum McGregor in there I thought, I thought when, he, when, he, when he replaced Scott Brown last year uh, When he was injured quite a bit I thought, I thought we'd get some of the best football scene Out of Callum McGregor in that position Obviously, obviously traditionally he's like Sort of free on number 10 But I thought I thought it was fantastic. I would I would I would very happily put Carl McGregor in there, maybe bring goes, in Oh, who goes alongside him then? So you, you know, someone is gonna have to kinda sit alongside him, who who would that be? Well well who was it who was it that sat beside him last year? They sort of took the role on, on in his own, didn't they? Sometimes you would bring in, in Cham. But um if 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 it was to put in Cham inside him, I would I would have to find room for Rogic, I think, because we'd have a bit of flair if 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 if, if, if we're obviously gonna take him out. But you've obviously got Christy there as well, but um, yeah, no, I, but this is I think back to two or three weeks ago when this bang average, mediocre Hibs team who have won only one game in the league all season long somehow managed to deny Celtic two points in Edinburgh. And I think that Celtic will be mindful of that. Will want to start this game on the front foot, which they did not do at Easter Road and fell behind very early on and never quite recovered, although Ryan Christie got a goal. And I think Celtic want to be in the front foot. Hibs couldn't even sell their tickets for Hamden. Celtic will have the majority of the crowd. So just put in Sham beside McGregor, leave Julien, Elhamed and Ayer 
uh, And Ball and Golly All in their places at the back And go to work Alan does that game at Easter Road a few weeks ago Does that serve as a a warning sign Or are you just fully confident That the, the sort of league form if you like Would be replicated between the sides tomorrow no, I'm definitely confident because I think that was a well. I was going to say it was a blip, but obviously you, you, I mean, you've got the Livingston game as well. But you can't be great every week. It's impossible. They're going to have they're going to have games where potentially you should win, but you're not going to. But no, listen. But uh, I mean, the way we're playing just now, uh, the way, way we took apart Ross County, the Lazio game, um, um, and obviously the Hibs aren't, aren't, the, aren't the best places now. I'm actually really confident for tomorrow. To be honest with you. Well, if Celtic can't be confident at uh, Hamden against a Hibs side as poor as this one, then it'd be a bad day. But they have to arrive with the proper game head on. They have to understand that they, in terms of ability, are miles in front of Hibs uh, and simply play their own game. Uh, I think we've had this discussion before. So I almost know what side of the argument you're going to come down on. This notion of League Cup goalkeepers, I know you don't like it. Nah. Tough, because teams do it. And last season, Scott Bain played all the League Cup games, even though Craig Gordon was the number one at the yeah. time. Um, Craig Gordon, to flip that around, has now played in, in the two previous League Cup games. So who, who plays tomorrow? If you play anyone other than Fraser Forster, it's dereliction of duty. <laughs> you said this last season, though, when Scott <laughs> and, Bain played. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's not like an outfield player It's not as if he's going to suffer exhaustion anytime shortly uh, There are games like the, the Ross County game Where he'd be, you could play without him how, how do you keep your number two goalkeeper motivated then? How do, you, how do you keep him involved if he's simply never going to play? Well, he's number two because number one's better <laughs> I, you know, I think that's right. I agree. Um, you know, I know teams. It happens in England a lot as well. Uh, sometimes these teams have got three and four goalkeepers, never mind two, uh, and, and trying to keep them happy is a challenge. Absolutely, but when it gets to this stage, particularly, it's play your mm. best team. I'm afraid, and it's it's getting through to that final, and it's keeping that run going for Celtic. So I would be amazed if it's not Fraser Foster that's in the goals. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. I like his style. You <laughs> should be here every Friday. <laughs> That's, that's now the new criteria If you agree with you He's, he's got your back uh, 01419511025 In the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter The other game Involves Rangers And Hearts On Sunday So Rangers fans Perfect time for you To get in touch And let us know How you see that one going We'll get some travel With Amber first Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team For compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com it's Hugh Keevans and Keith Lasley Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are on the phones as always And on Twitter At Clyde SSB Building up to both Betfred Cup semi-finals Of course we're going to be taking a look At the managerial situation At Tynecastle as well Premiership matches tomorrow It's all happening So get your calls in nice and early 01419511025 We've been talking about the potential Absence of Scott Brown tomorrow Stephen tweeted in He says uh, Brown's position is the only position that Cham should be playing He plays better with the game in front of him Brown's a better player But Cham is an ample replacement Says Stephen Kyle Martin's gone a step further He's got the full team He's got it all written oh. down for us um, Well he's not included a goalie I don't know if that's just because He's super <laughs> confident Or he, you know, he doesn't uh, he's, he's not bothering to, to include one He's got Frimpong in there Hugh Which will be another debate I'm sure um, He's got Cham to replace Brown Other than that No real, no real surprises Jeremy Frimprong is the icing on the cake for Celtic Whoever spotted this young boy uh, And Celtic got him for £350,000 Terrific piece of business But He's 18 
He's had his moment in the sun Quite literally at uh, Pataudry last Sunday I think this is a job for Ilhamed tomorrow 0141-951-1025 Let's for a bit look at the other game on Sunday Rangers boss Stephen Gerrard says he knows the pressure is on To try and deliver a trophy And he face Hearts on Sunday Gerrard says he can't concern himself with the turmoil at Tynecastle I think from my point of view We have to just focus on what's going on here And, and the job we want to do And our preparation going into the game um, It's not, not really our business what's going on elsewhere um, I'm not sure Things will change too much. Obviously, personnel will all be the same. Um, Austin might try and do something different with the, the formation or the tactics or personnel, of course he will, but um, we'll have to wait and see what, what formation and what personnel they decide to pick on the day. But you've always got that ch- challenge going into any game anyway. There's no room for, for error or setbacks at the moment. That's just the way it is. So. Um, semi-final, big game at Hamden, the chance to get into a final. As Rangers manager, you know the pressure's always going to be there. I don't think that gets added to because of what's happening in the Hearts uh, or because you're playing Hearts. It's a semi-final. The pressure's always on a Rangers manager to win. I'm going to play an old record here. (laughs) Rangers are a club looking for a tangible distinction. They haven't won a major trophy since 2011. They won't enter that final badly. Because they will fancy their chances Whoever they meet In green and white In the final They are playing A side who are As bang average As Hibs Who are as mediocre As Hibs Who would one league win all season Like Hibs And it came against Hibs But Steven Gerrard knows He's got the players Who can take advantage Of the turmoil That's going on at Tynecastle At the moment Hearts did get a point Against Rangers In the league I'm not really sure why that happened Whether Hearts rose above themselves Or Rangers fell beneath their standards But On Sunday Rangers will win mm. by the length of Copeland Road uh, Keith Lasley we were talking about your um, League Cup semi-final memories 2011 You scored for Motherwell against Rangers They win 2-1 in the end Stephen Naismith scoring a winner And, and thinking about the, the, the sort of time that's passed This is probably the strongest Rangers team since then because of everything that's gone on And therefore that's why that pressure Has returned That pressure that Hugh talks about That Stephen Gerrard mentions there Yeah absolutely um, I think they're showing Back to showing that are Probably a level of consistency uh, Since that period You know A, a team to be feared um, And a team uh, That are finding a way Regardless of the challenge It's put in front of them um, You know Our game against ourselves Last week I'm sure I, I think was a challenge for them I get They ultimately found a way uh, Game at Livingston I think uh, Previous couple of weeks, they found a way, and then you know, in between times, they've they've been winning pretty freely as well and scoring a lot of goals. So, I think it's as I say, of whatever the challenge in front of them, they've they've been overcoming it, and it's um, yeah, I, I think for the first time since since that period, they they, they look as if they are a real challenge mm. for any competition that they're in. Well, Barry's a Rangers fan on the line. What are your thoughts ahead of Sunday's game, Barry? How you doing, mate? Good, How thank you. Hiya. Hiya. Good stuff. Um, before I go into my point, yeah, just before that, uh, you said about Brown, you know, maybe uh, how's that going to affect Celtic? I'm a Rangers fan, not really interested, but just when you said that, I mean, come on, come on, lads. Um, a wee Brocky put up position, you know what I mean? He doesn't do much. Anyway, if I get Rangers, they'll probably come anyway, right? So, the big, uh, I've got a couple of points if that's okay, Gob. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one's uh, basically a conundrum for Rangers fans because our defence is that good at the moment. 
We've got her under Prince superb, right? But you've got that big fella for hearts up front. And I'm thinking, do we bring Katie in? Or do we stick with her under? I'm not too sure. So I don't know what way Stevie's going to turn. So it's kind of, it's a catch-22 because sometimes you'll bring in like a defender a couple of games later, you know. It's, but it's been settled the last few games, so... In well, my opinion, I'd like to see Katic come back in because the game at Tynecastle, I thought, uh, big Ekpiasu, I thought Big Katic for a young boy, he handled him pretty well because he's, he's more a warrior defender right through him. Um, I think Hollander's more a classy, more experienced defender playing Serie A. So, in my opinion, I would like to see Katic come in, but I don't know, it's probably, there's probably different opinions all over the board. The one criticism which Stephen Gerrard gets is... Why did he chop and change there? Why didn't he just stick with what he had? And I don't see any reason at all to change anything at the back. Um, Hellander is a class act. He did play in Serie A. Uh, he looks a top class player. I wouldn't be getting myself all over animated uh, about what to do. This Hearts team, I only go on the highlights of the game against St. Johnson during the week. They are toiling With a capital T So uh, I wouldn't be losing sleep tonight Wondering Katic, Hellander I'd just stick with Hellander, thank you Barry makes an interesting point, Keith It was Katic who played in the game at Tynecastle He's not played since though And Hellander has You don't need me to tell you That he played against your Motherwell side And got the winner uh, last Sunday Um, But I feel as if this is just going to happen Every week at the moment Because there's clearly not a lot between them and, And they all Play is it a horses for courses thing? Might it be because Piazzo provides that um, unique challenge that, that there is a temptation to do something different? P- possibly, possibly, um, because it is a unique challenge. You know, we've played against Hearts ourselves this season, and he does provide a different chance to any other striker in the league. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Is, is physicality, uh, and I think would you go as far as that? You know, he he. Is he alone in in, yes, in in his bracket absolutely. in this division? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In terms of his physicality, as an out and out centre forward, yeah, there's nobody else. Probably the closest I would say is Morelos in terms of the way he uses his body and he actually wants that contact. And uh, you know, there's very few strikers out there now, target men strikers that really want to ruffle your feathers and and get a hold of you. And uh, certainly, Uchi is one of those. I think what the important thing with Uchi, uh, what we've found, certainly, I think most teams will, will try and do is actually what happens in front of Uchi, not what happens behind them, is is trying to cut that supply in, but that kind of front screen. Um, and I think any team that plays against Hearts, uh, you know, to look after that, I think they'll need to mm-hmm. look after that space in front of them. So, um, yeah, Helen does done well. I think, you know, Steve Gerrard himself felt that the European game, I think, out in Porto was a. Bit of a coming of age game for him, um, and he certainly looks to be playing with you know a, a real confidence, uh, air of confidence mm-hmm. around him. So it'll be interesting to see. But as I said, I think that space in front is going to be as crucial as the centre half. There we go, Barry. What do you make of that? Because a lot of fascination about who goes right up against Ike Piazzo, but is it actually, as Keith says, maybe more important about who goes in front of him. If you remember the game at Tynecastle, Ryan Jack wasn't there. He, he he didn't play that day. He was out injured. I assume he's back in and, and going to play this weekend. Maybe that could make the difference. I'm sorry to disagree with you, uh, Gordon. Um, I actually thought uh, Katic, Goldson, was superb that day. Uh, the first five, ten minutes, I uh, big Katic knew he was in a game. And then uh, at Piazza was on him. But the big, man, the big man's only 22 or something. And I thought he had a great game, do you know what I mean? I mean, the goal came and then Rangers bossed it. I mean, how many uh, chances did Hearts have? Being honest with you, mate, I honestly think big Katic, 
he's been unlucky about the team, but I know Rangers are paying money for Big Calander and that, three and a half million. But at the end of the day, I think Katic is a future. He could go for mega millions. And then in the future, because centre half don't mature until what, maybe late 20s, etc. But he's a fine young mm. player, do you know what I mean? He's a warrior. Just to go back to your original point, before Stephen Gerrard got to Ibrox, the one player that the Rangers fans would have loved to have seen in their team would have been Scott Brown. I knew you wouldn't let that one go. I knew you wouldn't let it pass. I just thought I'd give Barry a little slap on the way by there. That's because he's got a Rangers tattoo. <laughs> so does Hugh Keevens. I've seen it right across <laughs> his chest. It's massive. Uh, thank you to Barry in Dumbarton. 01419511025. That game that Barry mentions, a draw at Tynecastle. Um, Barry felt Rangers were very dominant that day. I know other people might disagree, but Stephen Gerrard says it was uh, a bit of a warning on the day at Tynecastle. Yeah, I think Tynecastle was a reminder that you can't start games of football thinking that you can just turn up. Uh, I think you've got to go and earn the right. Tynecastle's a, a tough place to go. Hearts are a team that are physical, they're strong. Um, they let you feel them, so the least you can do is match that, certainly in the opening stages. At some stage, of course, the game will calm down and we will be able to show our quality, but we have to go into this game in a completely different place from a mental point of view. Ian is a Rangers fan in the city centre. Who's going to be the, the main man, the main man for you on Sunday, Ian? Uh, Morelos, definitely. Um, he's definitely going to start in front of the four. But um, the main reason I'm on, really, is because it's just to see if Hughes kind of changed his mind or anything. Because a few weeks ago, uh, I remember Hughes saying that... Uh, would you call Edward would go for in excess of twenty million and Morelis wouldn't. And Morelis has been well at it. I think you might inspire them to even more than he usually is because he's been he's been schooled in Brilliant, I love that There's a Rangers <laughs> fan Giving you the credit For the upturn in Morelos' job in Ibrox, uh, For what it's worth Ian is right But I think I think you have revised If I remember rightly I, think I said you've... 15 to 20 Right uh, Because I, I agree with Keith uh, On his day He is unplayable He is Just A thorn in your side All day long um, I'm always fascinated by this uh, Argument Edward Morelos Who would Fetch you more money I think if you're a Celtic fan Or a Rangers fan Your first hope is You never lose them Never mind Oh I know how much money We can get for them But anyway He is This season Now that the head's on properly uh, And the disciplinary problems Have gone He is Unplayable For uh, Defences Either on their ground Or away uh, The only w- Day where he Was not unplayable Was when uh, Celtic went to Ibrox And won 2-0 yeah, I mean, Keith, you obviously, along with Stephen Robinson, had to, to set up a team to, to to deal with it was Defoe, wasn't it, on the Sunday and, and you saw what he brings to the table I think if you go way back, I think Morelos's Premiership debut was at Fir Park He only came on for for a few minutes But when you think to the player then compared to the mm-hmm. player now, how, how much improvement? Well, I think he's he's still a young player I think that's He's obviously These uh, disciplinary uh, Issues if you like um, But I think he does look As if he's maturing All the time uh, You know I think that comes through Matches you know, Through time Through um, you know Working You know with his manager And the coaching staff I'm sure um, But he, he is He is looking better and better um, As I said He looks a lot calmer And I think uh as I said, he provides certainly in this division uh, a real physical presence up there as well. And and for a young player, uh, he, he does demonstrate a 
a nouse if you like in terms of how to use his body that you know belying his age really mm-hmm. you know um, so that and ultimately once he does that he can finish so you get that combination right you know you've got a, a, a pretty decent player in your hands and in terms of value I think it's what somebody's prepared to pay you mm-hmm. know I think you only have to look down in England that there's some very uh Questionable, shall we say? Sometimes <laughs> transfer fees paid for for certain people. But if you've got a club with a lot of money that want to, you know, sp- spend their money, um, then you know, it, as I said, the it, it's up to that team that if they want to sp- spend an X amount, uh, maybe over the odds to some people in some people's mm, eyes, but, but they, they, they'll still do it. If I am directly responsible for the improvement in Alfredo Morelos, <laughs> surely there should be a cut for me. That is the last that thing you fee. need, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I think I'll need to phone Stuart Robertson at Ibrooks and discuss it. Get on the payroll. <laughs> Ian, what about the situation with Hearts? They, they obviously don't have a manager at the moment. Does that have any impact on, on the game from your perspective on Sunday? Yeah, I think it does, yeah. I don't think, um, well, I think it's pretty obvious that Ken Levine wasn't getting anywhere near the best out of the players. I don't think he had any kind of game plan. It was just the ball was just getting humped up the park all the time. He had Piazza and so whether they'll, they'll, they'll stick with that on Sunday, I don't know. But uh, I'm not, I'm confident that Rangers will win, but I'm not as confident as I was before Craig mm. Levine got sacked. If that makes any sense. Yeah, certainly does. Makes it, it, sense. It, it, we'll find out be, on Sunday. To be honest, Ian, it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, why would you not be even more confident when you see the kind of turmoil that's a Inside the place well, Sometimes it's that freshness isn't it It's just that Whether it's a kick up the backside Or just you, you see it time and time again Where It's it's inexplicable But but it happens Doesn't it Sometimes I think it does You know I think I've been in dressing rooms myself And I, I don't know As you say It is inexplicable at times You know But whether a level of pressure Is relieved I don't know why You know play, Maybe some players in the squad That um, uh, you know, uh, uh, whether it was directly with the manager or not, specifically once a manager leaves the building, it does seem to, you know, as I say, I, 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 I don't know if people relax more. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what, you can't I, put your finger on it, but it's maybe trying to impress somebody else that's watching. I don't know, but I, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I take an old fashioned view. The manager got the sack because the team's rotten. Yeah, listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you strip it right back to that, you uh, it's. Listen, yeah, I, I don't know about that. I, I think the interesting caveat to the game is Saturday will be Austin McPhee's mm. input. If you like, does he do something different? Yeah, or? do something yeah. different. He's got a short time to maybe uh, you know put his own mark on things. He's only got two or three days to prepare. Will it be a different formation? Will it be a different uh, you know in ter- permutation in terms of the, the players that are playing? So you know that's certainly be an interesting. Factor. You're starting to contradict me now. <laughs> You're getting on so well. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, we're going to hear from Austin McPhee a bit later on in the show, and we will take a closer look at Hearts managerial situation. So Hearts. Where are you? Let be hearing from you. This is a great time to call because we're going to get some travel and then we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Hugh Keevans and Keith Lasley here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. As always, two ways for you to get in touch. The first one is the traditional route on the phones. And if you would rather join Hugh Keevans and the Twitterati, then you can do it at Clyde SSB. Uh, the new Nokia, have you taken a photo on it yet? No. So no. You've now had it a week and you've not taken a photo on is it. Is it capable of taking it a photo? It does. Yeah, the, the new one's got a camera. The, the old one The camera comes up, but I'm afraid to go near it <laughs> in case something happens. But my four year old grandson took a photograph of me this morning as I went round to take him to nursery school and he, he said he took it so he could bin me. 
You put it a, a, a bin the phone Is that right? You, you, bin <laughs> well, you, de- you delete the picture And it's probably got A little bin icon <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah You said that So I can bin you <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving swiftly on Uh, Keith, we do have Premiership action Of course, a lot of focus tonight is going on the uh, the Betfred Cup semi-finals Your Motherwell side up to third again After a a good win against Kilmarnock on Wednesday And a home game against Livingston Which, of course, I'm I'm sure will be tough But definitely comes into that category of fixture That you'll be looking to win and strengthen that position Yeah, I mean, we knew after the Rangers game We knew we had the two home games in a row Um... You know, we put that target of trying to get six points and you know, we've overcome the first hurdle, you know, a difficult Kelly side. But, you know, Livingston were very unfortunate. Watched the game against Hibbs, uh, you know, last minute Martin Boyle goal and, you know, it could have been a very impressive away victory. So, you know, they'll be coming, albeit a disappointment we're losing that goal. Certainly confidence from the from their performance through at Hibbs. So, you know, we know we're up against we drew in the first day of the season there. Very difficult uh, physical uh, game. Uh, but they can play as well. Uh, got some some uh, you know good players and with big dykes up front. If he if he comes back, mm-hmm. which we we think he might, uh, certainly a you know a physical presence up front as well. Uh, and a bit of good news for the team. I don't even know if you, if you were aware you'd have been your your way in here. That the club announced today that they have now repaid all their debts to, to Les Hutchison and and John Boyle. I'm, I'm sure you knew it was coming. It just meant in terms of the announcement. So that the the, the the sustainability of the, the fan ownership model Everything seems to be heading in the right direction The team's doing well on the pitch It must be a nice environment at the moment Yeah it is You know I think Testament to, to everybody involved with the Will Society that, that, that we've managed to get to this point um, You know it seems For you know however really long I've been at the club That there always has been an overhanging debt uh, With the club uh, You know certainly since John left So to get that finally paid off now And uh, just I think Freeze the club up now To really mm-hmm. try and build on What's been achieved so far uh, Hugh not that one We've got another Hugh on the line He's a Motherwell fan from Lanark What's your point tonight Hugh? Hi how you doing Gordon How are you doing Hugh and Laz? Good um, thank you Obviously just what, just what you were obviously saying there um, that I was saying obviously I think now on the phone there That uh, with the club going so strong at the minute Especially with the news today that we're now debt free That we've paid Les Hutchinson off And John Boyle um, I think the, the backroom staff um, Directors especially Flo has got to take a big part in the back because they've worked so hard over the years. Uh, Laz has obviously been there, I think, since, I don't know, Laz, how long have you been there, Mo? <laughs> since Sorry. the war. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, to be fair since to Hugh Evans was a boy. <laughs> to be fair to Flo, we'll give him his proper name, Alan Burrows, in case the listening audience yes. aren't aware of who Flo is. Uh, and I, I fully agree with your point, Hugh. I, I remember the dark, dark, Day When John Boyle said We're in bother And 17 people lost their jobs that day And it was an awful moment for so many people And There was a lot of resentment in the air Recriminations And now I don't know how many years after that dark dark day A bright new tomorrow Because The Well Society have paid £1.5 million John Boyle said that all the money that was outstanding to him as has Les Hutchison and I can only salute Alan Burrows the Well Society and everyone at the club because that's a feel good story yeah you know just to add to what Hugh was saying there 
I mean, running a football club the size of Millwall is not an easy thing to do. You know, uh, you get to see little, you know, speaking to to, to Alan Burrows and and the challenges that they face. Uh, you know, to, to to run a club like Motherwell and uh, it's difficult. So to achieve this, it's taken a lot of hard work. You know, I can't. You know, the directors at the club, as Hugh says, the 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 Welsh Society is a real collective effort from some really dedicated people. Um, uh, because money is is very tight, and uh, you know it's taken a lot of effort, as I say. So it's it does it it, it really frees up, hopefully, a real clear path forward mm. now to build on what we've done. Uh, and you know, first and foremost, results on the pitch, uh, hopefully, help and drive things forward. Because you know that's what everybody involved with Motherwell wants to see. Just briefly, Hugh, because I'm going to try and squeeze another call in before the news. Three points and a hold on third place tomorrow. Obviously, I think we build on obviously the last couple of games. I know Ibrooks. Uh, I don't actually think we played that bad at Ibrooks, uh, and against Aberdeen, uh, I just think that, that personally, I just thought they just sat back, hit us in the break. But again, I, I think I was the only one that sat in the Cooper stand and applauded Cosgrove's goal. I thought it was a crack finish. Uh, McGinn's obviously the other side. I can't see it. I've seen the highlights, but I just thought we actually were applauding away that night, applauding away. And it just wasn't happening. I, I, I say to my friend Craig, I says, we could probably play here until tomorrow and still not score. So it's just one of those games. We take the hit for it and we move on. I say, because we're, we're, we're playing really good football. And obviously, Lazo back you up. Okay. Uh, and the point being about the Sun, I think they like to obviously disturb Mother when they're actually on a good running form and bring in Steve Robinson and Laz to go to Hearts. Well don't you worry we'll, We've put him on the spot once already We'll maybe get to that a bit later on Thank you to Hugh uh, in Lanark Let's squeeze in Dave in Dumfries Before the news Hi Dave Good evening gentlemen How are you, how are you tonight? Good thank you How are you? Good good I'm not too bad good. at all I'll maybe just go to rewind back To the, the top of your shot That's fine uh, It was regarding The possibility of Scott Brown Missing the game uh, For Celtic tomorrow Obviously no Scott Brown Came out on Thursday Said he was fit But I think Scott Brown Would always say that uh, today, Neil Lennon saying he's, 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 a, he's a bit of a doubt. I heard one of the callers saying before there about maybe moving Chris Iyer into the centres and such like, but I think just now, everyone's fit healthy. I think the Celtic team just about picked itself, and I'll include the goalkeeping position as well, because that might be up for debate. I think if Scott Brown doesn't play tomorrow, I think he'll go with Neil Beaton. He's very much trusted uh, by Neil Lennon, Leo Lennon brought him to the club, he knows him well, etc, etc. I think he'll be the preferred option. I don't see too many wholesale changes within the structure of the team. I think it'll just be sort of one in, a one out and one in sort of thing, but that's Mm. That's clearly my opinion. Yeah, lots you know. of people are agreeing with you tonight, Hugh. I don't know what it is, I don't think it'll catch on, but uh, that, that's the way you see it as well. There's no point in swapping various people no. around. Who, who would it be, incidentally? Did you say Cham? I think Davy said, yeah, said Beaton. For me, it's in Cham. Um, you know, Neil Beaton does a, a, a steady eddy job for Celtic Whatever he's asked to play In Sham If you get him right And you'll know in the first 10 minutes You can take him off after 10 minutes If he's The way he can be sometimes But If you get him right The size of the occasion The size of the crowd He is a top class footballer uh, Davey what about the goalkeeping position You mentioned it briefly earlier on I am hoping, I was hoping Keith and, and Hugh were going to fall out over this But they both agree that Fraser Forster will play What do you think Scott Bain New contract has played the League Cup games so far Oh no I, I can't believe I'm going to say this I've probably had too much ale in my skate pie tonight But I'm, I'm going to agree with you again oh, nightmare. Uh, I, I think if Fraser Forster doesn't play tomorrow I'll be having a, 
a very small lager shandy, something near Hamden tomorrow. If Fraser Forster doesn't uh, have the goalkeeping position when the team's announced, I'll, I'll eat my ticket. I mean, when, <laughs> make sure you video that is at Clyde SSB if you want to send in. I mean, when Celtic play Rangers in the final, will Neil Lennon leave out Fraser Forster? Are you kidding me on? It's been done before. Not this time. Doesn't suit your argument. Thank you to Davey in Dumfries. That takes us up nicely to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. It's your chance to win a signed ball if you've got superior footballing knowledge to Hugh Keevans or Keith Lasley. Keith, have you ever had the pleasure of playing Beat the Pundit before? No, I don't oh, think so. This could be the first time. Uh, and don't forget, just for getting through, your final chance to win the pair of tickets to Chris Boyd's charity sportsman's dinner is right here in Glasgow at the Crown Plaza on Friday the 15th of November. It's a great prize because you don't even need to get any questions right. You get the tickets just for getting on. You try and win a sign ball after that. 01419511025. Lines close at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Hugh Keevans and Keith Lasley here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off by looking at Celtic against Hibs, the Betfred Cup semi final tomorrow. Scott Brown might miss the game, according to Neil Lennon. So we're asking you for your suggestions as to how Celtic deal with his potential absence. Rangers, of course, taking on managerless hearts on Sunday. Uh, so let's take that opportunity to take a closer look at the managerial situation there. You've heard some of the names already Jack Ross, Stephen Robertson, Robinson, John Robertson, uh, various others. So, Harps fans, get in touch, let us know your thoughts, and we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. Will it be Hugh Keevans, a veteran of the Beat the Pundit circuit, or Keith Lasley, a potential debut for him? One thing is for sure, they're going to be taking on Will, who is a Kilmarnock fan on the line. How are you, Will? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Good stuff, guys? Will. Yeah, good. I'm hoping we're going to start a bit of a Barney here, because you're a Kilmarnock fan. We've just had the breaking news that Alex Bruce has lost his appeal from the red card they picked up against Keith Lasley's Mullerwell. So you two can go and argue out as to whether that was the right decision or not. Clear red card, clear. <laughs> uh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Quite play. That'll be a blow, though, Will, seriously, won't it? Because obviously Stuart Finlay was injured previously at Del Fabro from the warm up the other night, and now Alex Bruce will miss the game tomorrow. He's suspended. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Um, we'll have to see, see who we've got available, and hopefully we don't. Hopefully we can carry on from the form, obviously, before. But we can see, see where we're going. We're happy yeah. with the way. Stuff is going at the moment anyway Yeah In all seriousness On that decision Keith um, I was in here So I only got to the game At half time Then when I saw it back I thought Oh yeah that is a mistake He's been hard done by Then I saw it back Again on the television highlights And and, and sort of changed my mind So I was never really going to be Surprised either way (laughs) What the outcome was on that Yeah It was a difficult one Difficult one at the time We weren't quite sure Ourselves to be honest But you know I think the referee was close by He gives his decision It happened so quickly Again, even you know a lot of talk about VAR. Even if there was VAR, I wonder what how it, how it would have failed because it was the pictures were certainly uh, inconclusive, shall we say? So yeah, a very close call. I can just imagine you when VAR hits these parts, you Kevin's. Mm. I cannot wait. Anyway, let's play beat the pundit. Let's not hang about any longer. I'm going to toss the coin. Well, if it's heads, you're up against Hugh, and if it's tails, it's Keith Lasley. And it is heads. I wanted a debut for Keith But I am a, a man of honour I would not fix the, the the coin toss So there we go I'm going to give Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to 
Got it, great stuff uh, Right, well you've got 30 seconds Head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep, let's go Let's do it Who does Graham Dorans play for? Dundee What was the final score in penalties of Glasgow City's win against Bronby? 5-4 Glasgow Who was the manager of Motherwell immediately before Stephen Robinson? Mark McGee What shirt number does James Forrest wear? 43 where did Martin Waghorn go after leaving Rangers? Preston What type of bird is on the crest of Inverness Cali Thistle? Eagle Which French team did Derek McInnes play with between 99 and 2000? Uh, Lille Okay, let's bring Hugh back Hugh, they're quite tough tonight, got a warning for you Oh, don't like the sound of that Will got 15 of them right though, so you're up against <laughs> it, you ready? Go for it Who does Graham Dorans play for? Dundee what was the final score in penalties of Glasgow City's win against Bronby? 4-2 Who was the manager of Motherwell immediately before Stephen Robinson? Stuart McCall What shirt number does James Forrest wear? 47 Where did Martin Waghorn go after leaving Rangers? Uh, Derby What type of bird is on the crest of Inverness Cali Thistle? Eagle And which French team did Derek McInnes play with between 1999 and 2000? Pass. Oh, I can't believe you passed the last question. Just guess a French team. You've missed your chance anyway. Uh, well, what do you think? Uh, I'm not too sure. I think you've got a wee chance. I think you do. Who does Graham Dorans play for? It's Dundee. You both got it. One all. What was the final score in penalties of Glasgow City's win against Bronby? It was three one. Ah. So none of you got it right. Okay. Who was the manager of Motherwell immediately before Stephen Robinson? Keith Lasley. It was Ian Barakov. No, it was Mark McGee. It was Mark McGee Are you kidding me up? I cannot believe What I've just witnessed <laughs> That is good I'm so, We've missed a real trick Because can you imagine He was actually on Beat the Pundit And got that wrong There's been that many Oh my goodness uh, It was Mark McGee Well good to know That somebody in here Knows it uh, Well on the line Got it 2-1 What shirt number Does James Forrest wear It is 49 Oh uh, You were both Kind of close But not close enough So Will is still in front Where did Martin Waghorn go After leaving Rangers It was Ipswich first And then Derby uh, What type of bird Is on the crest Of Inverness Kelly Thistle It is An eagle You both got that Which means Will stays in front 3-2 And it all comes down To the last one Which you passed Which French team Did Derek McInnes play with uh, It was Toulouse That's a tough question It was a very brief spell I think it was just A handful of games but Will, you are the winner Three points to you Two to yep. Hugh Keevans Not only is the sign ball on its way You've already got the pair of tickets For Chris Boyd's Sportsman's Dinner At the Crown Plaza On the 15th of November So you're a double winner tonight Well done That's perfect. Well done Thanks Will That's three points more than you get at Pataudry I will see about that <laughs> Good man That was Will A Kilmarnock fan from Airdrie Winning the tickets to the Sportsman's Dinner and the same ball as well And producer Andy Who's always on the ball with these things Informs me Will is the first person To win From the, the listener's perspective Since the beginning of October Wow So there we go It's been a, a, an easy ride for you pundits um, But Will had other ideas tonight So well done Thank you to Will for taking part And I am gutted That Keith Lasley <laughs> didn't have to I'm take I'm just going to write that listen, down listen. <laughs> Who was that again? Mark McGee <laughs> <laughs> don't don't feel bad about this. We were out at a quiz last Friday, and one of the questions was in which year did Gordon DL sign for Wraith Rovers? 
and Gordon Gale was on our team and didn't know. Ah, oh, dear me. Anyway, and the thing is, the pressure wasn't even on. He wasn't even playing there, <laughs> Keith Lasley. Ian Barraclough. Oh. Honestly, uh, I was waiting for your Jim Gannon shout. Actually, but <laughs> no, no. no. Not a favourite of yours I no. think Right okay uh, 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter Now this heart situation Is a big story anyway Because they're one of our biggest clubs Craig Levine is one of our Better known managers He's lost his job And they're on the Betfred Cup semi-final This weekend Against Rangers So there's a lot to A lot to take in here Hugh You oh. weren't here last night obviously So just start by giving us your Just your general reaction It was inevitable uh, I can understand why they didn't let it drag on until the semi-final uh, In case Craig Levine pulled off the shock of the season and beat Rangers Can't sack him then So they've removed him now It was inevitable because his record is horrendous I do not understand why it was not a clean break Because whoever replaces Craig Levine If Craig Levine says anything more than good morning to that person Then he'll be Accused of interfering Why have someone Who could potentially be An interference About the club for the next six months I don't understand it But Anne Budge has got to make the right appointment Point number one She has got to ensure That if Craig Levine I repeat Says anything more than good morning To the new manager Then he is pulled up for it You cannot allow Craig Levine In the background to be an impediment for people who are thinking of taking the job but are wary because he's in the background. Well, let's take a call from Ross, who is a Hearts fan from East Kilbride. What do you make of this situation, Ross? Was it the right call? And what are you thinking now about who next? Um, I think it was the right call, absolutely. I think um, really we, sh- we shouldn't have been looking even at Levine um, at the start of the season, to be fair, and the, the start that he's had. Um, only the Hibs game has actually given them any... Um, leeway this year and I just feel um, given his record his, his record over um, 2019 he's only won against St Johnston 2-0 at home and Aberdeen 2-1 at home as well and three games away that's for Hibs Dundee and Kilmarnock so it's really not good enough I mean when you consider the amount of games that we've had and the amount of chances he's actually had I agree with you I'm quite surprised but um, I do agree with you in a way that um, um, you know you shouldn't be at the club any longer. I don't agree with that part of it as well. I think um, I think he should be out if he's out the club, out the director of football, he should be out altogether. Um, I don't know what's happening around about that part. Um, but the candidates that have come in uh, or the candidates we're looking at, I mean, you've you've, you've got your usual the. Um, the circus around about like Roy Keane and, and guys like um, Sam Allardyce and big managers names, which I'm going to come here. I would look at Jack Ross. I would look at Gary Holt. Um, I would even look if they were wanting someone that's a an ex Hearts player. Then you're looking at Paul Hartley, Presley, um, possibly. Um, but the one that, that catches my eye just now is Stephen Robinson. He seems to have done a very good job at Motherwell over the last few years. He's brought young players through. You wouldn't take Lasley as number two, though, would you? 
I'm not sure about that. <laughs> After watching them on field, man, <laughs> if he behaves like that on, on, on off the park, then fair enough, not a problem. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Right, let's cut straight to the chase. We've already heard Keith Lasley's take. We'll put him on the spot again in a moment. Um, but Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson was asked about it this morning, as you would expect, refusing to be drawn on any speculation. Uh, he's obviously being linked. No contact so far. Robinson says he still has a lot to achieve with Motherwell. My sole focus is Motherwell. We're doing well, and we have to make sure we stay in that position tomorrow um, and we have to be at the top of our game to do that so, unfortunately the nature of the job that we're in um, it's horrible at times it's a lonely job at times um, you know and nobody wants to see another manager get sacked so yeah that's it, it's hard to take you know and, and I'm, I'm sure Craig will, will bounce back from that so um, it's it's a tough industry unfortunately there's a real raw enthusiasm um, we play off the cuff at times there's a lot of invention and yeah, who knows how far we can go? You know, I've got a belief in them. Uh, I really believe they'll keep improving. And, you know, young players taking on board the stuff we're working with. And yeah, it's exciting times. Uh, Keith Stephen Robinson, pretty clearly, as you would expect, focusing on the job at hand, he would be foolish to do anything else. Um, ultimately, though, it's just a compliment. That, that anyone's mentioning the name because Hearts are, of course, are a big club. And it's just a compliment to the job he's done since he, he arrived at Mullerwell. Yeah, you know, possibly, but it's, it's certainly not in. Been in our conversation, our, our conversation today. Obviously, the manager has to deal with that. The press, it's the nature of the beast. It's the, the speculation that comes when you know it's unfortunately so, a manager uh, loses his job. Um, but you know, the manager said that they are really excited uh, about the young, hungry team that we've got at Mullerwell, and we feel as if there is a lot to achieve. Um, you know, we've, we've given ourselves a good start, uh, and 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 we think that this season, if we keep play, uh, you know working uh, the way we are and showing that hunger, which we 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 believe we have in that dressing room, then you know who knows what we can do. But um, yeah, I mean that again. I keep going back to. It. I think the manager used the, the phrase "sole focus" as as our team our, our team progressing, and and that will be the case going forward. It'll be interesting to see where Hearts do turn. Hugh, the Stephen Robinson speculation would be one who goes into the category of. Uh, knowing the league uh-huh. Ross mentioned Was it Presley And, and Hartley I've seen John Robertson They go come into the, the The band of guys Who know the club yeah. um, It could be someone From left field At this moment in time It's it's quite difficult to guess Point number one I would not have expected Stephen Robinson To discuss the Hearts job That would be disrespectful To everyone at Fir Park Point number two If he wasn't at the top Of your list There'd be something wrong Because of the job That he has done at Fir Park And it's been an amazing job uh, Point number three As I understand it There is uh, A safeguard there For Motherwell uh, That, that uh, Hearts would have to pay £150,000 uh, If They wanted to take Stephen Robinson From Fir Park But the, the the most important point here Is the Purely football point He has Worked Hard enough To deserve being The favourite For the job uh, Ross, how do you think the uh, you've mentioned some of the guys that, that, yeah. that you would like to see? If you could kind of second guess and budge or second guess the club, what what type of appointment do you think? There's obviously been the, the sort of Ian Cathro, which was a bit more experimental and didn't work. Craig Levine was that experienced head who knew the club, and, and that's ended up not working. Yeah. What do you think's next? I would I would just like to see them take their time on this rather than um, rush into an appointment. I'd like to see them take their time and get the right person. So if they're looking through the league and they're looking at anyone that's been successful through the league, then yeah, Stephen Robinson fits, uh, as Hugh says, that that's the first name on the list. Mm. Um, but if they're going to look elsewhere, 
and look at a cheaper alternative, then they need to take their time and make sure they're getting the right appointment this time because um, I don't think the Hearts fans can stay along for too too much longer and keep up with, with what's been going on previously. There's been a lot of ins and outs at Hearts over the last two years, three years even, um, and we need more of a settled side. With the young players that are coming through, it's great for, great for Hearts. So we need a manager that can actually bring through the young players and bring some good experience or, or journeyman or or whichever is required um, to move up the league. You know, I mean, Keith Lasley was that kind of player and he's been around about and he did a great job at Motherwell as well in midfield. And no one will, will doubt him of that. He was a good player. Um, he maybe wasn't everyone's favourite, but... That that's maybe a good thing in a way because um, having a player in the middle of the park that no one likes means uh, just shows that he's a better player than you actually think. I don't know where you get this reputation, honestly. You seem like a perfectly nice guy to me. Uh, thanks to Ross in East Kilbride. Um, Austin McPhee says he was shocked uh, about the sacking. He says he and the players feel guilty about it. Um, it was a run of You've all heard the stats now Just one win In 11 league games this season That stretches back as well McPhee will be in charge Against Rangers on Sunday And he says it's been A, a tough decision to take I think in any situation like this The first thing they, they feel is guilt um, Because it's the uh, All of us do and, and it's the byproduct of Everybody in the organisation Not performing at the levels That they should be So um, uh, and I think that that, that was uh, articulated this morning um, and uh, for the supporters though we need to now turn that into something positive and make sure that the the team uh, the team put in the, the performance on Sunday that um, shows what the, the, the players that, that are available are capable of uh, Keith we, we we ventured towards this talking point in the first hour in terms of if you're Austin McPhee, is there a temptation there to, to do something different? Do you have to do something different? Because ultimately the manager's gone because what you've previously been doing hasn't been working. Can you come up with something radically different in two days though? That's the, that's the next question. Uh, no, it's not a, a perfect timescale in terms of coming up with uh, if it is going to be a different formation or um, you know a different way of going about it. No, it's not ideal, but I'm sure Austin will want to try and uh, instill maybe a slightly different message into the group of players going into the game. I think the players will maybe expect that. I think you know going into that game, regardless. I think even if you know if Craig was still there, there may have been a different uh, you know game plan anyway uh, going into the game. So yeah, listen. As I said, Austin, as he said, I'm sure today was very tough. I've been there myself. As when a manager loses his job and. Uh, you know, he comes in and for the final time, if you like, and it's, it's a difficult time. But as Austin also says, there, it's the nature of the beast. You have to move on. Uh, you've got a, you know, hearts. However many fans they'll have in the stadium, they've got a duty to his players and staff to go out there and entertain them and, and put on a good show. So I'm sure that's our sole focus at the moment. Uh, as I said, you know, a short time to to come up with that plan, but I'm sure he'll be trying his best mm. to do that. When he spoke about the sense of guilt, that implies that you know. That you're guilty of something And they have not Returned performances The performance midweek against St Johnston was woeful So You're not entitled to use the word shock In relation to Craig Levine's departure Because it was absolutely Inevitable And the majority of Hearts fans would say Long overdue 
It's 01419511025 on the lines We're going to get a full time teaser up and running uh, And Rangers have today published their annual It's annual report queue Just broken, oh. uh, breaking news tonight So we'll give you the highlights from that next as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Keith Lasley Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're building up to the Betfred Cup semi-finals We've got big games in the Premiership as well uh, So all happening really And it's time for the full-time teaser Now mm. this is when you send the questions in to us and we try and uh, see if the guys can come up with the answers between now and the end of the show. Now, Keith Lasley, I have actually, well, someone sent the question in, but we've tailored it specifically for you. It's not ex motherwell managers. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, it's not a specialised subject. I am sure I remember from the last time you were on the show, you are a big fan of an English team. Yes. yes. Which is Everton. There we go. So we've got an Everton theme. To the right, question okay, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting uh, Which makes me think You might scoosh this Although I haven't seen Your attempt at that <laughs> Be the pundit question I'm, I'm now not so sure um, Let me just find out Who it was that sent it in though Because it's important That they get their Their thanks It was uh, Jerry Jerry and Erskine Sent it in So thank you very much For the question Can you name 13 oh. <laughs> Non-Scots right. Who've played for Everton And Rangers Trevor Stephen. Uh-huh. Oh, did we just shout them out here? Yep. Right, okay. I'll take a couple off you Gary, Gary Stevens. Yep. Andre Kanchelskis. Yes. Duncan Ferguson. Did you miss the bit when I said non Scots? That, that's right. So <laughs> you <I> did. did. <laughs> uh, that's a good start. If you want to leave oh, it there, we can we can move on in a bit. Yeah. We're only ten short. You're only ten short. Okay, we'll leave it there. That's yeah. fine. I think you're gonna get a lot of them. Uh we're looking for thirteen non Scots. Who have played for Everton and Rangers Guys like Gary Stevens, Trevor Stephen And Gordon Diel's old pal Andre Kanchelskis Michael Ball Yes and Michael Ball Okay we'll leave it there Four down, nine to go In fact I think Kanchelskis was on last night's teaser as well mm. And it was because it was really easy They needed a clue And I just said Gordon It's the guy that you threw a cup of tea at his head When he came into the dressing room After taking the mickey out of your team And he knew straight away So there we go uh, Right that's four down, nine to go Um Let's speak to James Who's a Celtic fan from Paisley Hi James How doing guys You alright? Good James What's your point tonight? Um, my point is I'm like Obviously Celtic fans Who'll be playing hymns But All they talk about Hearts losing a manager I think that Got to give Hearts a wee bounce Maybe a different voice Obviously Austin McPhee's still there And the backroom team Are still there But He's not the main He was not the main voice Neil Levine's away Maybe he'll put his Kind of shape on the team and maybe get him a, a bit a better reaction. It's a brave try, James, but it won't fly. Why uh, are you so sure, though? Because as Keith, Keith, we mentioned it earlier on, sometimes these things happen in football which aren't steeped in any sort of logic or reason, but they just happen. It just I've, does. I fully appreciate that. However, Hearts would have to have a miraculous afternoon, and Rangers would have to play the worst game ever since Stephen Gerrard arrived at the club. For that to happen I think you maybe said Something similar The night before They went to Tynecastle and drew one each A couple I, of weeks ago I care not to dwell On that <laughs> subject um, I, I just think that There is no fresh voice Austin McPhee's Been in the players ears For a, a long time With uh, Ian Cathro And Craig Levine uh, The players are In the position They are in For a reason And I go back To my main point That 
Rangers, unlike James's team, Celtic have had it all their own way for years. And in the last three years, have literally had it all their own way. Nine trophies out of nine. Haven't lost a cup tie in three years. But Rangers are a club looking for a distinction again. A major distinction. And they would crave that place in the cup final like nothing else. And I just think that they are so far in front in terms of ability and momentum uh, that I can foresee no circumstances that would allow Hearts to even think about a win on Sunday. Keith, you'll have seen this before, I'm sure, many times when managers go and someone does take that that sort of interim charge. Have you seen it both ways where some guys sort of think, you know, right, do what you've do what you've been doing and they don't try and change too much? And do you get other people who really want to put their own stamp on it? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll depend on Austin himself. You know, I don't know Austin too well, uh, and uh, you know personally. But um, yeah, you know, it may, as I said, there may have been a plan already in place. You know, um, with a, with a view, you know, they'll, they'll have known this game's on the horizon uh, in terms of even Austin being a coach within that setup. He's maybe had an idea in his head how you know how to go into that game. So now he's he is the man uh, in charge, mm-hmm. if you like, and he he's he's responsible. And as I said. They have got a responsibility to the supporters As horrible as it is And it, as I said It is never nice to see somebody lose their job The following day You know Austin has to You know Get them going again He has to has to come up with a story He has to come up with a game plan That the players can believe in um, And it's up to him to implement that In a very short period of time Hugh have the last couple of weeks Not taught you to be a bit less dismissive Of the opposition Because no. you would have <laughs> In a word, you you said all this before Celtic played Hib. You said all this before Celtic played Livingston. Even last week, I'll tell Keith Lasley right now it was going to be five nil to Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. I I get that these teams are always going to be big favourites, but just sometimes maybe we my overestimate and underestimate the opposition are flawless, spoiled only by bad football players. So, uh. I, I have to say that logic and reason And Keith does not disagree with me Logic and reason tells you That Rangers will win And comfortably so on Sunday uh, James what about your own team then As a Celtic fan Do you foresee any difficulties against Hibs? Mm, not really No it's different See obviously I can see what you're coming from Just touching on the Rangers game Because Tencastle's it's, it's small It's compact Hamden's a much bigger pitch Rangers have got the better players Man for man I think it's going to be the same with Celtic. Although we dropped points at Edinburgh and Easter Road a couple of weeks ago, I think Hamden's a bigger, bigger, bigger pitch, wide open spaces, more space for the players to play. For me, the reason why Rangers and Celtic dropped points at Easter Road and Tynecastle was for one reason and one reason only. They fell beneath their own standards on the day. Mm. And for Celtic to equalise, and for Rangers to equalise and not kick on from there, that's part of the reason why they fell beneath their own standards. What is the Hamden factor like, Keith, when you contrast those? You know, you'll have seen Celtic and Rangers come to Fir Park many times. How different is it? It is different. It is. It's a big open pitch, um, which, you know, theoretically does uh, suit the old form. They, you know, I think the stats will show they don't get beat very often. Um, so yeah Listen it's it's a big challenge You go to Tynecastle Like Andy that's played there It is intimidating It is tight It is you know Similar to our, our place So it is a different game um, You do take it into consideration 
Um, so as I said, you know, I think the game will be totally different to the one that was played at Tynecastle, you know, two or three weeks ago. Uh, Hugh, the the lesson I suppose from from last season would be at this point in the season. Rangers were expected to go and, and, and beat Aberdeen and get to a Betfred mm-hmm. Cup final Yet they had personnel issues on the day Which they won't have tomorrow How much better equipped are they To, to deal with this than, than perhaps they were 12 months ago? I think they get better year upon year And right now They're at a point where They're on the same points as Celtic Separated by what? Two goals um, They also have that momentum at their back uh, European results um, Coupled with domestic results Everything about them just now Exudes mm. confidence And I don't think that Hearts can throw a light switch And things will be better by Sunday mm. at 5.30 James let me put you on the spot In a, a sort of quick fire style uh, Some of the co- the questions that were raised earlier on If Scott Brown doesn't make it Who replaces him? Beat on all day long Okay I like that That's a, a, a concise and confident answer Who plays in goals? Fraser Forster, Scott Bain Anyone else? Craig Gordon Fraser Forster Just because It would be unfair in Scott Bain To bring on for a semi-final And should it be an all-firm final There's no way As you said There's no way He's going to not play Fraser Forster In a final Because having the big man at the back It gives your defence confidence And it's a wee bit Safe in the knowledge mm-hmm. That he is a good goalkeeper Okay, uh, and what about right back? Does Frimpong come back in or is this a day for El Hamed? No, nah, this is a day, again, which you said, I hate again with you today. I know, it's nothing, there's nothing worse. There is nothing worse, James. Uh, that, that's be, been a common be theme. I know. El Hamed, all day as well. Hugh Keevans, you're, you're so popular tonight, I don't know what's happening. Well, I've told Neil the theme for tomorrow, so you know, I can't go back and what I've already told him. Thank you to James in Paisley. It's 0141-951-1025. Um, a bit of breaking news tonight coming out of Ibrooks. Hugh Rangers have announced uh, their annual report that's been published ahead of an upcoming AGM. I'm trying to sort of skim over it and pick out some headlines. So they've announced losses of just over £11 million. Um, these figures have been released for the year ending the 30th of June 2019. So right. back a couple of months. Um, they've also revealed they've invested over £30 million into the playing squad over the last three years. Turnover is up. 63% from 32.6 million to 53.2 so there, there is a lot in there uh, Dave King's issued a, a statement along with it as well where he says the financial year under review was again a positive one of course you know the way this city works people yeah. will look at that and say it can't be that positive if there are losses of over 11 million pounds However, um, try think, and give us your, your brief reaction to that. I think Rangers are still working towards a position of financial sustainability. If there are losses of £11 million, then it stands to reason that you're going to have to compensate for that in some other way. Uh, they still do their business month by month while using loans. They are not yet in a position where they are Supporting themselves They're working towards that And uh, a sustained run in Europe will help um, Continuing to improve at a domestic level will help uh, But they're not there yet However Given where they've come from It's only natural to expect 
That it's going to take mm. a while To sort it out financially And I know you're an old Newspaper cynic That'll just never change Hack so you, is the word you, you're looking you, for You automatically assume That anything that's released On a Friday night You treat that with a bit of suspicion It doesn't always have to be well, the case Well UEFA always do it You know they always <laughs> used to Release bad news at 5 o'clock On a Friday And press the button And run away um, So But the fact of the matter is The story will go on It will be examined by uh, The daily newspapers as quickly as they can It will be examined in more forensic detail By the Sunday papers For the reason that they'll get more time uh, So it won't go away Rangers and their financial losses Or financial gains Have for a number of years uh, Been an ongoing story For the very simple reason That they were run into the ground and they finished up in the, the bottom tier of Scottish mm. football. The team has worked its way up to joint top of the top tier in Scottish football. The financial side of the business will need to go along the same lines, but it's not an overnight fix. Uh, don't forget, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. And looking ahead to the games on at the weekend, Hugh, how's this from, from, for some conference? Mm. Uh, Scotty McCoo. Is on. Yes. Says hi guys I'm sitting in my kitchen uh, In County Down Listening to the show uh, Gavin Dunlop Originally from Springboig In Glasgow Rangers fan Lived in Northern Ireland For 25 years I've taken a gamble Booked flights for the weekend Of the League Cup final Fingers crossed I don't think there's any gamble there You'll be over for the final There we are uh, There we are Gavin So Hugh Keevans Says he will refund your <laughs> airfare And your accommodation If it all goes wrong If you've based it on his predictions You are a brave man uh, We are on the full time teaser as well Some good attempts at this coming in on Twitter oh. as well By the way You always get great knowledge on there I must admit um, Just give some, some honourable mentions Who's been throwing some answers oh, in DR Young has got a great shout uh, At Frozen Chicken Heed It's on Twitter He's got a good shout as well uh, in, in case you missed the question It's 13 non-Scots Who've played for Rangers And Keith Lasley's other favourite side Everton Francis Jeffers Great shout Hugh Evans. Mm, that's a good shout Did you play with him at Motherwell yeah, as well? I did, yes What was the nickname he got given again? It was it The Fox in the Box in the Box That's right Keith, what have you got for us? Arteta Uh-huh Yelovich Yep And Is there a goalkeeper on there? There is And if you get this I'll Is it Thomas Myra? Oh brilliant oh, Look at that oh, right. the, the Everton knowledge is superb Okay we'll leave it there 13 non-Scots have played for Everton and Rangers Gary Stevens, Trevor Stephen Thomas Myra, Michael Arteta Kinchelskis, Yelovich, Jeffers Ball Which means 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 to get We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, Hugh Keevans is in his usual Friday spot. He's been joined tonight by Motherwell Assistant Manager Keith Lasley. Uh, we do have Friday night football, as we often do in the Championship. It looks like a miserable night at <laughs> Dens Park. Um, it's Dundee nil, Morton nil. With 38 minutes on the clock Hugh Keevens That division is Very tight to say yeah, the least Yeah um, Dundee United uh, Would be everyone's idea Of the team to come up Automatically However When they have Great results Followed by awful results uh, You have your misgivings But They're all in it It looks a bit Agricultural from this distance <laughs> This uh, But Graham Doran's Our quiz question Earlier on Having a go from a free kick And it comes to nothing yeah, I mean that's, a, that's an incredible division, Keith. The, the the sort of pressure, if you like, is clearly on the likes of Dundee United and, and Lauren Shankland. They've clearly thrown 
everything at that You saw they had some financial results as well um, They really have to get up at some point soon But beneath that, I mean, it's it's very difficult to predict Yeah, as I think when you see Partick, uh, you know, sitting bottom of the division But I think they're only, they'll probably a couple of wins mm-hmm. And, you know, you're on the verge of the playoffs So it just shows you how close the division is And I think it's been that way, hasn't it, for the last, last few years So a lot of entertainment, a lot of closely matched games And, you know, I think it must be good for the fans of those teams Knowing that, I think, realistically They've all got a chance of reaching those playoffs We don't have too long left on tonight's show But we have a couple of answers still to get on the teaser So thank you to Jerry and Erskine who sent it in And remember, if you want to hear your question on the show in the future The address to send it to is fulltime at Clyde1.com We are looking for tonight 13 non-Scots Who have played for Everton and Rangers Keith Lasley is a big Everton man That's why we've got this question tonight You've, You're doing pretty well You've got Gary Stevens, Trevor Stephen Thomas Myra, which was a great shout Mikel Arteta, Andre Kinchelskis Nikita Jelovic, Francis Jeffers Michael Ball, five to get I think I've peaked it Do you Thomas, think so? I think, I think I've peaked done. it Thomas Myra That I, was I a great know, shout, I must I admit I don't know what I've what, I'm struggling I'm going to uh, kick myself I think the, re- the reason you're going to struggle with Couple of them Is because they They neither had Impressive Rangers Or oh, Everton careers right. However there's I mean there's one in there Who had An extremely impressive Rangers career You maybe forget That he went to Everton Maybe Okay well he's listening There's still time Let's speak to Jerry and Bothell Hi Jerry. Hi guys Good evening Hugh Good evening Hi. Keith Hello. Good evening Gordon yeah. um, Hugh it's just a, a wee question It's nothing It's uh, sort of tongue in cheek Last Saturday When I was listening to you You were talking about the the Rangers and Motherwell game at Ibrox uh-huh. and he says that Rangers would maybe don't quote me that's 3 or 4 nothing or win the 3 or 4 you goal never it you might never. have been even more than that Jerry if I remember correctly then you've come on the night and you says that Rangers will beat Hearts on Sunday the length of the Copeland Road are you prepared to put your mortgage in that or yeah. Please no. please gamble responsibly what, 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 what I am prepared to do Is to give a forthright opinion And if it's wrong I then give a forthright apology uh, It's one of the joys of my uh, profession Jerry You, you just you, you give your answer uh, And you Jerry And every other caller Get the uh, advantage of coming on After I'm wrong uh, and pointing out how wrong I am, to be but fair, uh, to Jerry, it's, uh, it's fun. G- Jerry admits he's, he's a bit tongue in cheek. On, on a serious note, though, I wonder if a result like that, and of course you can argue, well, Motherwell are, are better than Hearts this season, but mm-hmm. th- does it not show what, what what can be done on a given day with a, with a specific game plan? I'm just wondering why there's absolutely no chance in your mind that Hearts could produce that on Sunday. Um, you answered your own question by saying Motherwell are better than Hearts. <laughs> Uh, so uh, A better team Put up a better performance um, I, I just look at it In isolation Hamden Park Cup semi-final A Rangers team Who badly need to be In a cup final A major cup final Who badly need to win A major trophy Who are So much better than Hearts Who have had An awful start to the season And that's why they've Sacked their manager I just can't I, from this distance, can foresee mm. no reason why Rangers will not win this match comfortably Keith, sorry to remind you, Hearts are in the semi-final Because they knocked Motherwell out earlier on in the competition And in fact, that night, it, it wasn't all about launching the ball to Piazzu and, and in fact, 
that was their standout performance of the season, really, because there's, there's not been much else to shout about. Is is there any way that they that they can you know reproduce that that type of performance? Because they, they were pretty good in spells that night, were they not? Well, they were. You know, I think since then of the blow of Connor Washington being out uh, for long term, you know, along with others, they have had a, a lengthy injury list. There's no doubt about that. Um, and the answer is yeah they can come up with a plan you know I think they can um, whether they will or not we'll, we'll wait and see and, and whether that plan will work it, it, we'll wait and see but I think they can certainly come up with a plan that will that will cause Rangers problems Jerry um, can I say uh, caller, a couple of callers before you teams seem to get a buzz out once, not once a manager gets sacked but once they get a new manager in or a new a new person in they seem to how many times have you seen a, a team get a new manager or a new the person in charge play really better than what they've been playing. It, it can yeah, loads to be fair. Yeah, but Jerry, let me throw the question back to you this way: You are a Celtic fan. Can you conceive of any circumstances by which Hibs could beat Celtic on Saturday night? Rangers aren't playing Celtic on Saturday night. No, Hibs. That's not what I asked you. I, I thought you said. I thought you said Rangers. Well. Uh, <coughs> I don't think so I don't think so The way Hibs have been playing The past couple of weeks But they haven't got a new manager They've well, still got the same Higginbotham guy and, uh, and, and neither of Hearts They've still got the, the guy That was number two To the guy that's just uh, been But sacked. he was number two He wasn't number one Well you're trying hard To make a case here But <laughs> Austin Austin McPhee's Turned into Pep Guardiola Overnight no, Well no, I never say that But um, As a, a new As you say somebody, somebody new Comes into the job I've seen it before and you've seen it a hundred times as well, Hugh. Uh, different guys make different uh, decisions mm-hmm. and the players maybe respond. That's all I'm saying. But That's sometimes it. it is the case, Jerry, that the, the different guy can make different decisions but he's stuck with the same players. Very quickly, Jerry, before we go, same set of questions to you. If Scott Brown's out, who takes his place? Uh, Callum McGregor. All right, who else comes into the midfield then? Oh, I really don't know. It's uh, we're quite rich in that in the midfield. Okay, play with ten. Um, who's in goals? I'd still prefer Forrester. Just keep the momentum going. He's a he's a good goalkeeper. Okay, and uh, Frimpong or El Hamed? El Hamed. There we go. Easy as that. That seems to be the three big questions so far. Thank you to Jerry uh, in Bothwell still Dundee nil Morton nil. Uh, elsewhere in the Premiership tomorrow, just to quickly touch on Hugh, we, we've not had the uh, the chance to explore them in oh. in great detail. Ross County against Hamilton, both in, well, a, in a similar portion of the league. How Ross, important is that fixture? Ross County have lost ten goals to Celtic and Rangers in recent days, uh, but that Celtic and Rangers. This is Hamilton Ackies. This is a game that they will be looking to take something from, as the Ackies will be looking to take something from Ross County. Could be a perfect setup for a draw. Uh, Aberdeen Kilmarnock tomorrow, Keith. Um, you were the last team to, to play Kilmarnock, of course, and you only played Aberdeen a couple of weeks ago. What do you make of that fixture? Yeah, I think Kilmarnock's a blow for Kilmarnock losing uh, Bruce the, the appeal. There's no doubt about that. He obviously with Del Fabro. I think he, he came off the. The warm up uh, against us and with Stuart Finlay as well, who I think is a big loss for them. So a little bit of a patch up job at the back, but they were very well organised against us, and I expect them to do the same again. I think it'll be up to Aberdeen to try and break them down. Um, close game, but I think at home, uh, you know, possibly, mm-hmm. you know, Aberdeen may, may have the advantage there. Uh, the Ackies in Ross County, if you're to base it on 
form in the league this season Good luck picking that, the winner there Because if you remember yeah. the opening day of the season That was certainly one of the, the, the opening fixtures It was a convincing win up there They've, they've both been very up and down Yeah, and you know, I'll be touched on the, the, the championship there In terms of being a competitive league I don't think the Scottish Premiership's too far behind To be honest, the, 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 uh, the gap between the bottom and the top is, mm-hmm. uh, is not very big at all Okay, let's go We've got five left on this teaser Oh. That's not the silence uh, That <laughs> silence is a bit ominous I think Right a passive. Is, it, is it clue time? Yes Yes Okay um, English striker Probably capped by England actually um, When he was at Southampton That was when he was at his peak Oh Southampton mm-hmm. Played for Everton and Ranger Didn't do It wasn't long up here Southampton was where he made his name Mark Falco? No His initial uh, He shares a surname With one of the pundits Who'll be in here with you tomorrow Hugh Keevans Right And it's not Alex Ray It's the other one It's the big tall one Who used to play for Celtic Oh So we're talking Beatty His surname's Beatty I know Oh come on James Beatty James James Beatty Right I mean If we're talking about (laughs) Impressive Rangers Careers here If you were to ask Rangers fans Who's the best player That's played for you Over the last 30 years They would Ryan maybe Loudrop. go Loudrop Who else though Who'd be close Paul Gascoigne Paul Gascoigne Right okay uh, You definitely wouldn't Say this next guy No offence He got sent off In his old firm debut For a handball Philip Zendros Yep oh, uh, The A goalkeeper That came up And I'll just I'll start giving you initials now He was an English goalkeeper Didn't do very much up here His initials are S.S. Oh, Simmonson Steve Simmonson And the last one We're going a bit further back now uh, I'm running out of time I'm going to have to go initials P-R Paul Rideout Yes, Paul Rideout Thank you Hugh Keevans Thank you Keith Lasley We enjoyed having you We've not put you off for life Have we? No, not quite We'll do it again sometime No more quizzes We'll do it again sometime Thank you uh, to Keith Lasley Thanks for all your calls and tweets We're back tomorrow at 2 And GBX Friday is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.